It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here live on 830 AM WEEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we're talking about cars. So um, we are taking your calls also, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. Give us a buzz. We can talk about anything you want, just as long as it has to do with cars. And, excuse me, if we're also out on Facebook. So if you go out to Facebook, search for King's Auto Repair, like and follow. You'll get notifications when we go live. So you can see our beautiful faces for radio. And then if you did want to have a ask a question, but you didn't want to call in, you can always type that question into the chat bar and we can try to answer that on the fly. So I am surprised at the weather because yesterday they said it was going to be they meaning the weather humans said it was going to be like the weather humans. The weather humans said it was going to be like super super warm and I'm like sure. It was was sleeting yesterday. Yeah, people. So is this like second spring or is this the false summer? This is the first false spring. Okay. Yeah. I thought we had false spring already. Did we? The first one. I think this might be the second one. Okay. Well, we might have a couple more. I I think we will because it's supposed to get cold again. Ah. So watch out. Yay. Chilly. Chilly Willie. Anyway, where are we starting today? Oh, 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 oh there you go. There you go. <laughs> wow. Watch out. For the, watch anyway. out for the microphone. Sorry. It's okay. All right, we're good. <laughs> are you? All right. Okay. No. 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 no never. Not good. No. Nope. Not good. Mm-mm. Not good. Okay. okay. Yep. All right. Well. <laughs> So where I wanted to start out was um, sometimes um, on certain vehicles, we have a, a guy that we call up that comes over and programs cars for us. And I was having a conversation with him the other day, and uh, we had him over to program a car for us and, um, like, put a new operate, like, put new software into a computer mm-hmm. to make it work correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about a Chevy Equinox he had over at his shop that he ended up, um, the guy um, bought it at a local dealership with a warranty about six months, six, eight months ago. And as he was driving it, the uh, rear main seal had gone bad in it. And the reason the rear, rear main seal had gone bad was the PCV valve had failed. And on that car, it's a European style PCV valve, even though it's on a, a Chevy Trax. It's an or, or a Chevy Equinox. Equinox. Yeah, an Equinox. It was a, uh, it's actually an Opal engine. Mm-hmm. So out of Europe. And when they fail, they fail like a European car does. And they suck a lot of, they try to suck a lot of air into the crankcase. And when that happens, it, a lot of times it will ruin either the front crank seal or the rear crank seal. Well, this one had failed and ruined a rear crank seal, and the guy had kept driving it, 
and it had most of the oil had run out of it. So that's and not good. It's not good. And it actually um, did what they call spinning a bearing mm-hmm. on one of the connecting rods. That's where one of the ba- bearings does not get a good amount of lube to it, and it gets dry. And it instead of riding along the crankshaft and cushioning, it actually locks up tight to it and kind of spins around with the crankshaft mm. and causes all kinds of damage and, and ruins things inside the engine. So um, took it back to the dealer. It got denied for a warranty claim because they said they drove it without oil because the rear main seal had failed and the rear main seal was not a covered item under the warranty they had bought. Right. So I think there's there's a couple things going on here. Mm-hmm. And one is the customer should have taken it to the dealership and asked to replace the PCV valve. Yes. Because that was the initial failure. Yes. So if they would have replaced the PCV valve, it may have been covered under warranty. I mean, most likely because it freezes, right? Yeah, because, yeah. And it's kind of like a, it's a very well-known thing too. Yeah. And... It's like very common on those when the weather gets really cold for them to freeze or have an issue and this to happen. And instead, they said that the seal had failed because mm-hmm. they don't they don't know any better. It wasn't a Chevy dealer, right? You know that it went to. But my point to all to all this is, you can have an extended warranty mm-hmm. and still be responsible for repairs if you're irresponsible about what's going on with your vehicle. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, because they pretty much denied it because they drove it until all the oil came out. Right. So, you know, without, you know, actually getting it repaired. Right. So that's really why the warranty company denied it. Now, he took it over to our friend's shop and our friend took a look at it and he's like, he goes, well, this is what we're going to have to do. You know, how much is it to fix it? So they got into that conversation and I said, well, that's interesting because, you know, every time we price some engine or anything, you know, it seems to land in the eight to $10,000 range anymore because these engines are very high tech inside. There's a lot of electronics inside of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff fails. Mm-hmm. And when you even go and price a used one, there's still a lot of money. So he had called the... Um, He'd called a couple suppliers that build these 2.4 liter engines, got a price from them, and they said, well, they're every." he called three different suppliers where you get rebuilt ones, and he goes, they're all on back order. We don't have a time when they're going to be off back order because we can't get parts for them. The parts they use, they're not able to do it. So they said, well, how much is it to rebuild it? So... Um, this guy tore the whole engine down, looked at all the pieces that were good on it, which wasn't a whole lot, right? Um, because it had damaged the uh, connecting rod. It had damaged. It actually had damage to the pistons. It had damage to the crankshaft. Pretty much the only thing that was good on it was the engine block. Okay. So they went and talked to the machine shop. The machine shop said, "Well, if we do this, this, and this, we can get it fixed up." And the grand total came out to ten thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, so lesson lesson number one: mm-hmm. pay attention pay attention to your vehicle. If it's doing weird things, making weird noises, check your oil every time you. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, check your oil every time you get gas, so you'll know how much you you 
burn oil. Yeah. And you want to do it all the time, mm-hmm. but check your oil every time you get gas yeah. so you just know. But also, um, it those vehicles now, I mean, it's just, you, it's not just, it's not old timey, just throw an engine in it. Yeah. You know, it's not like that anymore. Because a lot of the engines you're going to find used are going to be a lot more than what you think they are. Well, there's also the used engine is you don't know how they were taken care of. Exactly. So, and you don't know if it has the same problems. Exactly. So when you get it and you put it in and then it doesn't work like you thought it was supposed to, now you're back to taking it out or fixing what's wrong with it. Yeah. Now there's there's nothing wrong with getting a, a junkyard motor and rebuilding it mm-hmm. and putting that in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. But the only reason you would do something like that if the block is cracked or, you know, you couldn't yeah. rebuild the block itself. Yeah. So that but there's you know people have said that to me well can't you get um a a junkyard transmission or a junkyard engine no well you can but you can, you're but you're, you're rolling the dice right you're and rolling the dice it's a that's a lot of time invested to know if that engine works well you know or works at all i would say on certain vehicles yes it's probably a smart move and you can do it because you know they don't have failure points like that but I would say in a brand like this Chevy Equinox with that 2.4 mm-hmm. and the known problems with it, getting a used one, you're probably going to have the same problems with it. So you're going to end up buying the used motor. You're going to end up putting timing chains in it right away. Mm-hmm. And the pieces they call the cam phasers and the um, actuators for that, you're going to end up putting the stuff in right away because they are known to fail. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the mileage of what you're going to find it used. You know, they, they've, you see them failed at the dealership at 30,000 miles. It's crazy. From like the, ex- and it comes, a lot of it comes from extended oil changes. Yeah. And, and that is a lot of the issue. And the extended oil changes can work if you're using the correct oil. But, you know, the correct oil isn't a 1995 oil change. N- no, no. <laughs> No, no, it is not. You're doing 1995 oil changes. You're going to be the person putting the the uh, timing chains in and guides and all that kind of stuff in. And I see it when we go into other shops. I see engines there. I see transmissions there. I see all this stuff there. And I'm like, we don't see any of that at our shop. No, because we we really hammer home <laughs> the 5,000-mile oil services. And, you exactly. know, it's, people say, like, what about 7,000 miles? You know what? That's fine. 7,000 is fine. But when we put an oil sticker on, like a lube sticker on, we say 5,000 miles because we know people go over. Exactly. But if we were to put a 7,000-mile sticker on there, we it would be 10. <laughs> yeah, we know you're coming in at 10. Yeah. And that's way too long. It is way too long. And, you know, and this I say this a lot, and... People don't necessarily understand it initially, but you know how when you're young and you can go out and party on a Friday and yeah. woo, zip what it happened? up, and then you get you get you get home late, and then your alarm goes off at seven, and you're like, oh, I feel pretty good. Let's go to work or do the things we're gonna do on Saturday. You can do that when you're young, twenties, less than thirty. Less then than 30? when you do that when you're thirty, you're like, I could do this, and then you get up on Saturday like. I can't move. This is the same thing with oil changes. As the when the engine is young, you can do a little longer oil intervals. But as the engine ages, when I was young. I could drink a twelve pack of beer and feel fine the next day. <laughs> oh my god! I probably could too. Anyway, um, I don't know. <laughs> At thirty, pack. not not no, not no, no so more. much. 
but um but as the engine ages you need to spend a be a little bit more careful on the oil change intervals just like as you age as humans you can't abuse your body as you get older and still feel like 100% the next day. So <laughs> that's my that's my soapbox about oil changes and how yeah. it relates to our, to yeah. us as humans. So, you know, at, when a car is at, you know, over 100,000 miles, get that oil changed every 5,000 miles. Yep, you won't have a problem. No. But, you know, that takes me back to something else we experienced the other week, too. Um, I was out driving a customer's <laughs> car. Um, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I was out driving his car getting uh, uh, the emissions monitors to set in it. And I accelerated to get onto 422, and when the revs came down, I heard a tapping noise. And then I get a phone call. And I was like, <laughs> oh. And I I thought I heard a tapping noise, and then I get down to like 176, and I'm like, oh, I definitely hear a tapping noise. I'm like, I need to get off and like turn around and come back to the shop. So there's this light tapping when you get above like 3,000 RPM, and the car's a, a Hyundai. Yeah. And uh, so I turn around, I get, make it back to the shop, and I, I pull in, and I said to Dan, I said, Dan, what do you think this sounds like? And I revved it up a little bit, and he goes, oh, that sounds like it needs an engine. I said, yeah, it does. I said, uh, but. I said, but. I said, uh, these have a recall on them for yeah. the engines. Yeah. They're known to be, they're yeah. known to be junk. Yeah, I get the phone calls <laughs> like, can you just make sure, he yeah. calls me, Yeah, can you just just make sure this car has a recall on it. And I, was, I checked and I was, yes, it does. Yeah, so I said, good. I said, does this Can't have one of the, this. does this have one of the Hyundai recalled engines in it? And she checks and she goes, yeah, it does. I said, oh, good. I said, I didn't just blow this thing up. <laughs> I said, it's kind of grenading on itself here. On its own. Um, let's, let's take a, let's yeah, take a quick break. We'll finish, finish the story. story. Give us a call. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. We'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you for so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And I was on a different train of thought, and then the music stopped. Choo-choo. So, yeah. so anyway, so here we are. We're uh, give, give us a call, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. We could talk about anything you want, just as long as it has to do with cars. So let's finish our, finish our Hyundai story. story. The Hyundai story. Yeah. So uh, I call Ashley on my way back to the shop because it is. I, I just have to. It's a, it's a little <clears throat> bit of a saga. Yeah. So, so I call her on my way back to the shop, and I said, um, "I'm about Kenhurst when I call her, and I say, uh, can you just look up this Hyundai and just verify this has the recall on it? I'm pretty sure it does. I don't. I didn't know which engine was in it, mm-hmm. and I said, if it has a 2.4 liter in it, it's under the the recall, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I, she runs it, she checks it, runs a VIN, checks it. She goes, yep, it has, it has the engine recall on it. I said, good. I said, cause it's going to need one by the sounds of it. Yeah. And we had somebody in a couple weeks before that, um, one of our longtime customers and he was in and he goes, yeah, I'm just, I was, he was coming back from Philly, made it up into Exeter somewhere. And he goes, slowed down, stopped for a stoplight, started going again. And it just shut off mm-hmm. and no noises, no anything. It just shut off and wouldn't restart. Um, same thing happened to his. Yeah. Um, it just, they just all of a sudden they just, just 
yeah, they just completely seize out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they might not make any noise. They might not do anything. You could be driving down the road and it, the engine just stops. And it, it was, okay, so I was driving it over to the Hyundai dealership yep. and Tommy was following, Tommy was ahead of me. No, I was behind you. Oh, you were behind me. Okay. Yep, I was behind so you, just w- in case something happened. Yeah. So I was coming down Fifth, um, like in, where it turns into Museum yep. Road, and I went through the light, and I wasn't trying to give it, ask it for very much. I was just kind of coasting along there because I knew this engine was like kind of fragile at this point. And I coasted through the first light, and then I coasted through the second light. It was green, and I go to give it a little gas, and nothing. It And I look at the RPMs, and it's just whew, all the way down. I'm like, I'm, you know, and then I panic, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I was actually able, I had a green light, and I was actually able to tur- make the right onto, I guess it was Parkside Drive South, it's yeah. on the other side of the museum, and I called Tommy, I'm like, I stopped, I pa- <laughs> it stalled, it stalled, it stalled. <laughs> he came came up behind me, and we kind of pushed it over and, and called a, a tow truck, but it was just like, it was, it was absolutely no catastrophic noises nope. it was just and, and then it was then it was done it made little tapping noises that was the only hint that there was something wrong with it yeah i mean and, lo- like it wasn't even like some cars you hear it sounds like somebody's banging a baseball right, bat on something right. yeah this was this was like somebody tapping their finger on a desk you yeah, know that, that type quiet. of loud yeah it w- was not loud at all and, and i was like I'm willing to bet that's what's wrong with this thing. Yeah, and it's obviously a known issue with Hyundai, mm-hmm. so they're putting engines in in these yeah. vehicles. They put brand new engines in them. They don't even try to rebuild yeah, they them just or anything. Plug and play. Yep, it's so. it's that well known, and yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, tow truck and that was fun. Yeah, got towed over and yeah, a little bit of a saga. Lots of lots was, of goings on. Yeah. So now it's back on the road. Got a new engine in. It runs like a top. Runs great. Yeah, I I think they're great cars aside from that tiny little engine flaw. <laughs> Except that, uh, well, they're making they're making good on it though. They're putting yeah. engines in cars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's really frustrating that it just stops all of a sudden. Yeah, but I, I don't know. They're they're standing behind it. They're putting motors in. Yeah, so it's all yeah. So anyway, moving on here. Moving on. Moving on. I saw you put an article in here about. 30 bad habits of drivers. Yes. I thought this was interesting. So how many of these do you do? <clears throat> well, I was thinking about that as I was looking through this <laughs> because um, I'm actually trying well, to get I saw back one to the... that I saw one that said riding in the left lane and oh, I, you that, make my blood boil. Yeah. I yes. don't I don't even I try to stay out of the left lane cuz I drive slow. Yes, you do drive slow, but that's okay. I just ignore I just, when either one, one of us drives, we just ignore what the other one is doing. Mm-hmm. And then just, we're like on our, in our own little, like. <laughs> we don't pay attention. We don't want to be that backseat driver. I, I don't just like, if I'm driving, he's on his phone. If he's driving, I'm just looking out the window, enjoying the scenery, enjoying yep. not driving. Yep. You so. get to see it at a, at the rate of speed that the state mandates. <laughs> right. When uh, when I'm riding in the passenger seat, things seem to go by faster. Yeah, much yeah. faster. <laughs> okay, so this very first one, not signaling. Yeah. First things first, I don't drive a BMW, so I know how to signal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Secondly, I think I even signal too much. When you when you drive our BMW loaner car, do you use the signal? I do. Oh, I try. I'm trying to break. I'm trying to break the mold. You're trying to break that mold. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But I think I signal too much because one time we were leaving well, the house. Your, putting your hand out the window, giving people the one the one finger salute, the one finger salute. is not the <laughs> no, and is using, not the signal that we're looking for. No, we're talking about turn signals. Turn signals. Hold on. So we were pulling out of the driveway. I was driving, and I used my turn signal to pull out I of the driveway. I have seen you do that. I have seen you do that. Why did you? I don't know. I ha- it's just it's habit. It's habit, but it's a good habit. Yeah, I have seen you use your turn signal to turn out of the. Driveway. <laughs> Use your t- I don't know. I don't know. Just it's a habit, so it's okay. I, say I, d- I don't do that. I know you don't do that because <laughs> you're a perfect driver. Okay. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. Trying people who speed up when you're trying to pass them. Just don't. Mm, Just let yeah. them, let them let them by. Let them let, let them go. go. Let them go. It'll be yeah. okay. Watched a guy this morning. He was uh, probably on his cell phone. You know, almost ran into somebody coming in the other lane. And yeah. Then uh, it opened up the four lanes, and he was he was gone. I just hung back and I let him go. I was like, oh, I'll just stay back here." Yeah. So, um, so I so just don't do that, and just let the person pass. It'll be okay. And then this next one, stopping at intersections that yeah. you don't have to stop at. Mm, that one does bother me. That- <laughs> It bothers so, me when people don't stop and they're supposed to stop. Well, yeah. And you're coming through. You but, okay, so where this this happens a lot is at, and I, everybody has de- has dealt with this, if you go over to Target, when you enter the Target complex, when you're entering, you don't have to stop. Yeah. And then people like to stop. And then I am practically standing on my seat. You don't have to stop. Keep going. <laughs> because you're backing up traffic behind me. Yeah, you know? and everybody that stopped at the stop signs are like, Oh, to... they're going to back up traffic and then we're going to be stuck here forever. Yes. So <laughs> not or stopping at intersections you don't have to stop at is like, just don't do it. Just pay attention to the stop signs, you know? Um, okay, this is my problem. Yep, yep. Not I adhering, got to this one. Not adhering to speed limits. Now, you can get in trouble for going too slow. Yes, you can. Right? Mm-hmm. You can. It you doesn't, can it doesn't really happen that often, but you can still get in trouble for going too slow. I mean, yes. it, really? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Like on highways, yeah. if it's yeah, like can, an eighty-five, yeah. and you're going fifty-five. That's you're, you. You pose a danger. Yeah, you pose a danger because if everybody's doing the speed limit and, and they not. come up, and you're if you're on a highway that's fifty-five miles an hour and you're driving thirty miles an hour and people are coming up on you, yeah, you know, twenty-five miles an hour faster because they're doing the speed limit. Mm-hmm. You're actually a danger on the highway, right? So if you don't like highways. You don't like to drive over certain miles an hour. Stay off the highways. There's plenty of back roads to get from mm-hmm. point A to point B. Um, the wrong lane <laughs> for turning. I have never yelled at the windshield for that. <laughs> okay. Never yelled at the windshield for that. Okay. It happens all the time on Penn Avenue, yes. just FYI. So I, we I see that constantly. A, I took a video of that the other day. Mm. Uh, the guy... That was half into the intersection in the in the lane to go straight on Eighth Avenue across you know uh, across Penn Avenue out there in West Reading like he was gonna go past the uh, Mc, like he was gonna go straight to go over to like McDonald's or yeah. the Wawa there mm-hmm. on Eighth Avenue and he's in the lane to go straight ahead but he's past the stop area across like the sidewalk and then he has his left turn signal on. <laughs> He hooks the left from and the he, right lane. Fr- yeah, he hooked the left from the right lane, and I'm just like, 
That, Dude, that is like an accident waiting to happen right there. Seriously? And I took a video of it, and I'm like, look at this guy. So that intersection, an intersection of 8th and Penn, Penn Avenue, there where Coon is on one corner, and then opposite corner is M&T Bank. Yep. That intersection is really weird mm-hmm. because first of all if you're coming from why missing into west reading there it's at a little bit of a crest mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of people just like to blow that light when it's a yellow light or if it's like oh it just people like to go through it when it's blatantly it's red, red too yes so but if the, you're walking there make, please be careful make sure everybody stops yeah so the craziest thing i saw and i really had i had to be like did i really just see that there was a guy who was trying to make, he was on Penn Avenue going uh, from Wyomissing into West Reading. He was going to make the left onto 8th, like you're going to the McDonald's. But like he overshot the left and went up on the sidewalk at the, the handicap ramp. And then he went <laughs> between a tel- the telephone pole and up on the ha- on the ramp, and then came back on the other side on Eighth Avenue, bum, 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 bum. and I'm like, did I just see all of that? Like, did that really just happen? And just kind of went on, like, okay, I'm glad nobody was standing there <laughs> because that's where people stand across the street. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a weird, weird intersection. Okay, next one is um, tailgating. I have never done this. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. I had a guy tailgating me this morning. I don't know where he was going in such a hurry, but um, yeah, as as soon as the uh, road went to four lanes, you know, we were in an awful hurry. Yeah, he was in an awful hurry. You know, tailgated me the whole way. I don't know where he was going because there was a car in front of me. You know, we're not going to get there any faster <laughs> well, by tailgating. But... Price Town Road, there's always cars in front of you. Yeah, it's six thirty in the morning, and uh, cruising in the left lane. Uh... <clears throat> this is not even legal. No, like, it's not. And then the other one that there, there's later on this is like creating a blockade. So there's some someone in the left lane, someone in the right lane, and they're not pa- the person in the left lane isn't passing. So you have a line of cars behind you in the passing lane. So just get over. If you're not <laughs> passing, speed up or slow down. Just get over into the other lane so people can pass and use it as a regular highway. So, okay, let's take a really yeah. quick break because yep. Austin's giving me the signal. Um, give us a call, 610-374-8800, and we'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we're talking really quickly about bad driving habits now this is one thing that makes me crazy and we're just going to cover a couple more of these because we have a caller coming in but not accelerating on the on-ramp use the on-ramp to accelerate to the speed of the traffic going past you find a spot and fit in that's what the on-ramp is for like not like this morning where the person like stopped and there was like lots of room and yes. you're like, they're stopping. And I was like, oh, geez. Yeah, because he was I thought, looking at traffic. Like, I'm looking at traffic and I'm like, I'm like oh, watch this guy. Pl- watch this guy. It's like, there's plenty of room for this guy to make it. I'll fall in behind the truck. Yeah. He'll be in front of the truck. Perfect. It'll be okay. Yeah. No. No. He stopped to let the truck go by. Yeah. And there was probably 10 car lengths between there the two. There was plenty of room. There was plenty of room. Yeah. Just didn't. I was like, 
and I hit the hooks because I had stopped paying attention to him and I was looking for my spot. Right. So, and then being too nice in traffic. There is oh, a thing. that's me. You can be too nice. And if you're being too nice and you don't signal the person ahead of you, that you're like, hey, make the left in front of me. Hey, make it. If they don't know that you're trying to signal them and you're holding up everybody behind you, that's being too nice. That's my opinion. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, let's um, let's talk to, who is that? It's Jim. I can't see it. Oh, Jim. Okay. Oh, there's in stuff the, in the way. Yeah, there's things in the way. I can't see it. Okay. <laughs> let's talk to Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey. Oh, always good to... to to hear you guys. Cool. And I Thank did you. learn some things about the Hyundai today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, and Unfortunately. The, and, the, and, the, and the Chevy, because I was considering getting a an SUV. Yeah. Uh, again. Um, but my, uh, I grew up at my uncle's junkyard in Gibraltar. Okay. My summers were there. Okay. okay. And uh, I'm also the second owner of a 67 through 30 SL Mercedes. Roadster, oh, you poor 38 thing. years, one of 600 stick shifts. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. And, but you, when you were mentioning about the left lane, that drives me nuts. <laughs> our, our, we have a Coptic Egyptian friend who emigrated to Quebec 40-some uh, years ago. Okay. Now, he tells us, uh, he and I were driving down to uh, Wildwood, and he said, you know, hanging out here in the left lane, in Canada, it's a ticket, and if we pass them on the right, it's also a ticket. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, something I never knew because I, you know, it's been a while since I. Well, it's been about five years since I drove to Canada, but yeah. Uh, but I also, and my wife's uh, fun car is a BMW hardtop convertible. Okay. And it says Flo's toy on the license plate, but <laughs> and, and when she gets. She gets courteous to people. They look at her. What are you doing? You're in a BMW. <laughs> That's not what you know, normally happens. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, she yeah. she's breaking well, the mold. It's good. Well, we BMWs bring more wampum or break my wallet. But you know the four hundred and fifty dollar uh, car remote key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another hundred and fifty to get it into your car. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't don't lose those. Don't, oh yeah. Don't lose but, those uh, things. Yeah. Also. Uh, I have a look out. It's me and my SUV. Rules are not meant for me. What is that? Look, look out. out! It's look out! It's me and my SUV. Rules are not meant for me. I, By the I, way, they drive. I don't. I don't know. Just like a saying. Oh, well, it's just a. How some of the people who are erratic drivers, preponder. I find BMWs and and SUVs are like. I don't care what you have. You're in oh. my road. Oh, you're in my road. Okay. <laughs> I see, yeah. I see, I see, I see, I see. I, turned I my thought it was an acronym. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. <clears throat> I, I turned my no, volume. Yeah. That's a, that's a, the other one is, a, you know, the difference between a being dummy and a porcupine. What? And a porcupine, are pricks on the outside. <laughs> oh, right, the I have the, heard that one. Yeah, <laughs> the pricks are on the outside. I didn't know if I could say that, but anyway. Yeah, no, no that's, I, that's good, yes. I also had my, <sighs> my Toyota Tacoma. I was... Closed up the campground a year ago, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and my red light came on. You know, check engine. Uh -huh. I go, okay. So I pulled into uh, the BJ's down there on 55, put a high test in it. Then I stuck a, uh, a, a, you know, like a 
Lucas Oil in mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I come home, I have the little gadget to clear the codes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a year and a half ago. Hmm. I periodically put high test in it. Okay. I've actually gotten huh. over 23 to the gallon out of a six-cylinder Toyota four-wheel drive pickup. That's pretty good. That's impressive. But it's a well, stick shift, hey, right? I, I have a good foot. My wife, who's Kentucky coal miner's daughter, learned to drive in the, in the hollers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she knows. Uh, in, in a pickup. Yeah. I, I, I call her, since she's part Cherokee, I call her Thunderfoot. <laughs> and, and, and if she's talking, the foot's keeping beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of our customers calls his wife Cario Andretti, like <laughs> because she <laughs> drives like. First, yeah. first time I went down to uh, Clearwater, Florida, in '66 in my Carmen Gear, uh, uh-huh. the speaker broke, and I got 41.6. After I replaced the speaker, I got 39.7 because <laughs> my foot wasn't keeping beat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. No, that's no we have. When 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 we drive, the boss does most of the driving, and I, my job is to watch for the texting idiots. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. I've seen them around the Beltway. I'd rather go down 81. Yes. In the Beltway. Mm-hmm. I would. A little longer. Yes. I've seen them with a paper, some a paper on their steering wheel and the phone in one hand. I've even even mm-hmm. seen a video one time where the guy got pulled over, and he got out of the car with. <laughs> With his, a drink in one hand, you know, a soda beverage, mm-hmm. and a phone in the other. Mm-hmm. He's like, how do you, you only yeah. have two hands, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm driving with my knee. Yeah, oh, great. That's oh, yeah. comforting. <laughs> oh, I, I built my first Ford Y block back in the early 60s. Uh, 292 board, 90 over. Took it to Simonex Brothers in New Jersey. Did the balancing for only $60 back then. That included <laughs> transportation. Wow. Yeah. Times are different. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't even do that now, actually. You'd have to take it to a performance shop. No, yeah, well. If that was even no, possible. No, uh, my best time at Maple Grove in my 54 Ford with that motor in it. I moved the motor in lots of different cars. Um, 12, 1297, 103 mile an hour. Wow. Not bad. And that was in just two gears because the synchro mesh in, in that top gear was had, had bent. And if I put it in top gear, it locked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That was, that was my, I think my biggest trophy. I hit Maple Grove Dragway. I got little cool. stock eliminator. What if, what body was that on? Like that was that was a, a, a fifty four Ford mainline. Oh, okay. And I I called it Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, no, a lot of fun. Thanks for the call, Jim. That's awesome. Hey, great memories. Yes. I even got a Corvette out of the junkyard one time for $1,200 for 67 vet. Wow. And hmm. the guy, I, it had the two, a 390, 427 in it. The guy I sold it to for $2,700. Nice. Uh, back shifted at 85 on the turnpike, and it swallowed a valve. Oh, oh. no. Yeah, that was that motor, one of the fallacies of that motor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, then he put a small block in it, and that ruined the car. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, yeah. I've only had 60-some cars in my life. <laughs> my first five cars while I was in high school, the newest was a 31 pickup. The oldest was a 23 Touring. Wow. Yeah. I think I think my, well, 
I think my grandfather had an, a Plymouth that he loved very much. That was his like very first car. Actually, I have a picture of him jumping. It was the convertible. He was jumping out of it. It was a really neat like action shot from like way yeah. back. Only Plymouth I had was a '53, and I was in the Navy. And in the tracks, and then on the MTA tracks, took the muffler off. So I'm trying to come home. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm on the Mass Turnpike, and there's a boom. Got a dent where the, the breather cover blew up and put a dent in the hood. Oh, uh, and one of the pistons uh, turned into little pieces. You know, it's funny when you talk about old cars. People are like, oh, the good old days when they were simple. Yeah, when they would do crazy stuff like that when you're just driving along. <laughs> well, we actually took the motor, towed it home, took the motor apart. And put it together as just a five-cylinder, and it ran fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't have this, it had a miss from the, since the wire wasn't on the spark plug. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Hey, that actually worked in a Volvo, I, a 74 Volvo I bought from a, a dealer. Five times it wouldn't start for him, uh, so he had it for sale. I gave him like 300 bucks for it. I looked under the hood, gave the, the battery terminal a twist. Put the spark plug on it and start it up. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> All better. All right, Jim. All better. Well, thanks okay. for, thanks hey, for uh, the call. I one for, for hours. I'm only you know, <laughs> these octogenarians know a lot. That's okay. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. You yeah, bet. Thanks. Okay. See you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Old. Uh, oh, break time. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, give us a call. 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair. We're talking about cars. So let's hear let's you, hear this. You want to hear this? Let's hear this, this ridiculousness. Yeah, this ridiculousness. Yeah. 2023 Chevy Colorado moves the headlight switch to the touch screen. Okay. Which means there's no knob. So is, isn't there some kind of government regulation saying that it has that it it has to be like a physical knob? I don't think so. I mean, obviously there isn't, but don't you think there should be? There sh- there needs to be a. Well, there are push button ones. Yeah, but that's different than a touch screen. That is true because now you have uh, electronics. Well. I shouldn't even say that. A lot of the switches over the past couple of years have just been telling a module to do to do stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to move my uh, mic around a little bit. <laughs> so a lot of the switches uh, have been all like low voltage switches. Okay. And they've been telling modules to turn the headlights on and off. So I guess moving it to the touchscreen would do the same thing. But if the touchscreen breaks, yeah. now you don't have control over your headlights which i've been in vehicles where the touch screen has been broken mm-hmm. like physically broken like mm-hmm. a phone broken so what's what's crazier is they still have knobs for the uh the hvac which some companies have done <laughs> done away with but you you can control the temperature and you can turn it on and off and you can control the radio all through knobs and buttons but the headlights you're going to control through the touch screen I I appreciate the touchscreen. I do very much appreciate the touchscreen, but I don't like the touchscreen for the headlights 
I do appreciate the knobs mm -hmm. for the temperature control and the... Um, There's a radio. And the radio volume. Yeah, the radio volume. I do like that because I don't like having to... Because I was in a Cadillac one time where the only way you could put the volume up or down was to go to the touchscreen, hit media, go to radio, hit radio, and then find the volume up, 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 up. And if you didn't hit it just right, it would go someplace else. So... It just, I like the knob as much, was very good for the radio. Actually, BMW, back in the day when they first did the 7 Series, they had that iDrive for everything. Mm -hmm. And people hated it. Absolutely hated it. So from the that first year, I think it was 2006, oh. 5 or 6, um, that iDrive first came out in the 7 Series. They were experimenting with it. <clears throat> But they actually, subsequent years, they made a little volume knob for the radio. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's all it's, you really need. Yeah. You really, really need like a, a volume knob. Yeah. Because, you know, it starts raining and you got to concentrate. So you yeah. got to turn the radio down. You're looking at directions, trying to figure yeah. out where you're going, count the houses and stuff. You got to turn the radio down. There's yeah. no way you can figure out what your next turn is going to be if you have the radio up too loud. That's right. I just, I know. It's just how I we do function. It. I do it. Yes. Turn the radio down. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought it was kind of a, a crazy thing because I know Tesla has a lot of their stuff in the touch screen. Yeah. And I will say these touch screens are pretty reliable, but there's just something about losing that button, that control yeah. over the, you know, the headlights. And now, if the headlights were always automatic, that wouldn't be a big Which deal. they probably are. Okay, so that's not as big of a deal if they're always going to be on on auto. Yeah. But if it's one of those in-between days where it's overcast and the auto, do it doesn't know to turn the lights on and it's mm -hmm. raining, like I, the, and, your head and your wipers are on, that, man, I wonder if they program that. If they put the lights, if they, you turn your mm. wipers on for a long period of time, then the lights will go on automatically. That was something they could program Pro together. Yeah, they could program that. Yeah. That if you, you go and uh, turn the wipers on, that the lights come on. Yeah, because it's a wipers, uh, lights on, wipers on, lights on kind of thing. So if it's, so, but this is also, this is also the whole sensor thing that I don't like for the oil levels. Yeah. Because there's no dipstick, and then they put an oil level sensor in, and then what if the oil level sensor fails and says that there's plenty of oil in it when it's not? Yeah. Like, I don't like that. I like you having the a dipstick. dipstick. A dipstick so you can actually see what the actual level is? Yeah. Well, you know, they make it really handy because a lot of those European cars that don't have dipsticks still have a dipstick tube, so you can suck the oil out. So you don't have to put it up in the air to change the oil on the car because a lot of them have the oil filters up top. And then they make these little tiny straws that you can put down the dipstick tube to, to change the oil out with a vacuum. But they the just don't control. put a, the dipstick. Can you don't get put a, a dipstick? I don't I think wonder, you can. Okay. Somebody, maybe somebody could go into the uh, world of making dipsticks for these cars with no dipsticks. As long as there's a tube. Yeah, as long as there's a tube. But there always put, is a tube. You know... If you were to do that, that'd be like thinking with your dipstick. <laughs> thinking with your dipstick, Jimmy. Oh, that was a Castor Oil commercial way long ago, and it was really funny because it was a guy with a Scottish <laughs> accent that was doing it. it was Waving a dipstick around. <laughs> thinking with your dipstick, Jimmy. 
Anyway, so yeah, I don't like I don't like any of that. I like to have a button at least for the headlights. And you can turn them on and off. Yeah, because there are days when it's like overcast and like kind of like brighter, but you still should have your lights on because it's raining and gray. And if your lights aren't on, then you have an increased probability of have getting into an accident because people can't see you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Got one more for you. Okay, let's hear it. Angry Canadians won't stop vandalizing Toronto's new speed cameras. They have 75 new cameras. Did they say, sorry, 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 no, the whole time they're doing it? I doubt it. Okay. I think they're uh, they're fed up with them. It seems they're knocking them over. They're uh, doing all kinds of stuff to them. But it said the one of them issued 19,437 tickets in eight months. <laughs> Holy cow. Hold on a second. I have to do the math on that. That's a l- did you eight months? Okay, so nineteen thousand four hundred and seventy-two oh. divided by eight. That's two thousand four hundred and thirty-four tickets a month. It's a lot. Wow. <laughs> let's say divided by let's just say thirty. It's eighty-one tickets a day. A day. Man, that's the, that was a money maker for them. Yeah, evidently they like to drive fast, and they don't like the government. Uh, and that's like, in Toronto? This is in Toronto. Um, there's pictures of them just knocked <laughs> over. over. There's oh pictures God. of them knocked over. Um, there's pictures of them where they've spray painted on them and spray painted the face of the camera. Um, wow. They are, they are just fighting back against the, the government on these, these speed cameras. Well, the thing about these speed cameras is they just take a picture of your license plate and then send you the ticket in the mail. Yeah. And say, pay up. Yeah. There's no you negotiating have, anything. And it could have been somebody else driving faster past you. Technically, that's true. If they're driving fast enough, yeah. they'll trigger that camera and then they'll take a picture of your car. Yeah, and if you're driving the speed limit, you're going to get, you know, get that uh yeah. get that same uh ticket in the and, mail. But I guess there's no negotiating this. No, not really because uh and they use these over in England too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of people complain about them because they're use them on the highways right. and somebody passes you on the highway speeding and then you end up getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're not they're not perfect. No. So they were they were like and I guess they had some other ones along the way, but um they really upped the ante on the tickets here or the um the cameras yeah and they put them in like residential areas and maybe they have them set up um they they have a little bit here they said uh the typical charges um they write a ticket when you're going six miles an hour over the speed limit and they said in australia you can get one for going two and a half miles an hour over the speed limit two and a half miles an hour over the speed limit i would need to have a You'd have to have like something blocking your license plate, huh? I would just need to not drive if that were the case. Um, We'd have to get you a scooter, <laughs> something that tops out at like, <laughs> like thirty-five. You, something that you can only, like you program the top speed into it. Yeah, and that's all you got. Yeah, you know whatever the speed limit sign is there, that's what the the scooter goes. Yeah, it's a governor. Yeah, He's governor. The governor. <laughs> it's the governor. Um, but the um. Uh, I don't have a problem. Listen, okay. I don't have a problem with speed traps like this in resident residential areas mm-hmm. or school areas. 
to me, that's perfectly fine because you couldn't shouldn't be speeding in residential areas. You know, on the highway. Set this like the autobahn. Is the autobahn? You go as fast as possible. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Thank you so, so much for watching if you're on Facebook. Um, have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. Please be nice to each other out there. Wear your seatbelts. Thank you. And good night. <laughs>